0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. We are going to be spending the next month in the book of Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel is a fairly large prophetic book, and so a prophet is is a person that God speaks to and then they speak to the people on behalf of God. And Ezekiel was a prophet in the Old Testament before the time of Jesus. And he is known as one of the major prophets. And he's known as a major prophet not because he is more important, but because he had a lot to say. God gave him a lot to say. And so in the Old Testament, there are minor prophets and major prophets. Major prophets have larger books. Minor prophets have smaller books, okay? And so Ezekiel is one of the major prophets. And so we're only going to be dealing with chapters 1 through 24 today. Um, We are going to be dealing with chapters 1 through 24 this month. And then at a a later month, I think it's not until like March, or something, we're going to deal with the second half of the book of Ezekiel. And so today we are going to be looking at what Ezekiel, what God said to us through Ezekiel in chapters one through four, or one through three, actually. And just to set this up, I want, I need to acknowledge something that I think we all face, or that we all see around us, and that is that our culture. And our society is becoming more and more, if not more and more anti religious, definitely more and more anti Christian. For many of us, we have had personal experiences that express this, and others of us, we can just see kind of the the political. The t- political temperature, and we get to see society and kind of what our TV shows and movies are promoting, and, and how policies are being made, and some of the agendas being pushed in schools and through government, and all these things. We, we kind of take a step back and we can see it, but many of us have had those personal experiences where we have felt that kind of hostility, where we're surrounded by people who don't honor God, people who reject His commands people who use His name to swear, people who make jokes about Christians or make jokes about Jesus or make jokes about God. They attack and put down those who try to do what's right. They attack and put down those who try to share their faith. We are surrounded by people who hate rules that encroach on their freedoms. They attack people who believe different than them. And sometimes when we talk to them, they get that look on their face or they have the words, they bubble up like like venom and they spew it at you. Now that can be people at work, that can be people at school, that can be people at home, that can be extended family, whatever, but we see that climate just out in our culture and society, but then you, many of you, have felt that in your own homes or in your own family and friend circles, haven't you? You have had those experiences where there is a certain amount of hostility towards you because of what you claim to believe, and that makes it very uncomfortable at times. Sometimes we end up pulling back. Sometimes we just say, you know what, I'm not going to bother talking about that around them. Other times you just, you, you just kind of get overwhelmed with fear because you're afraid to say something and then have everyone bite your head off. Or you're afraid to say something and someone put out a complaint about you. Or you're afraid to, to express where you stand on certain subjects. And certain beliefs because of how people are going to react to you and, and, and what relationships are going to fall apart and how, how that will affect the opportunities that are given to you or maybe even your job. And you feel, you feel that hostility and it is at times overwhelming and absolutely at times scary. Would you agree with that? Or am I, just, am I, am I blowing this? Am I making a bigger deal of this? Or, or am, I, am I accurate in my description? Y'all aren't giving me anything here this morning. This is yes, this is no, something like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, this is what what God says in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 2, Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 3 to 8, and then we're going to jump to chapter 3 and read a few verses from there. Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 3 to 8, it says this. God said, son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious people, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them or their words. Do not be afraid, though briars and thorns are all around you, And you are living among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they say or be terrified of them, though they are a rebellious people. You must speak my words to them, whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. But you, Son of Man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like that rebellious people. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. And in chapter 3, starting in verse 17, it says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from Me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin. And I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn that wicked person and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their evil ways, They will die for their sin, but you will be saved yourself. Again, when a righteous person turns from their righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before them, they will die. Since you did not warn them, they will die for their sin. The righteous things that person did will not be remembered. And I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the righteous person not to sin, and they do not sin, they will surely live because they took warning. And you will have saved yourself." Now, there are a number of things in those verses there, in those passages for us this morning. Obviously, God is saying to us, do not be afraid. But He's also saying, you've got a job to do. Ezekiel, you've got a job to do. You have to go, and you have to warn the people, and if you don't warn them, Whatever happens to them is going to happen to them, but you, if you don't warn them, then you're going to be accountable for that. I'm going to hold you accountable for what you do. And your actions will have an effect on them. Maybe, maybe not. But regardless of what happens, whether they live or die, I will hold you accountable for whether or not you did what I told you to do. He's saying the people that you are going to are not strangers. They are your neighbors. And yes, absolutely, they are rebellious and they are hostile. But you have to warn them. Anybody here glad that you're, they're not Ezekiel? Ezekiel? In the New Testament, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus has died and risen from the dead, and He is meeting with His disciples, and this is what He says to them. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit." and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I'm not, not Ezekiel. But the reality is, the command that God gave to Ezekiel, Christ gave to us. He gave, not just to His disciples, but to all those who follow Him, He gave us the task to go out into the world and make disciples of Christ of all nations. Our nation and every other nation. And the reality that if we do not obey His command, we are held accountable for what we do regardless of what happens to anybody else, is still true. If we don't tell the world, they'll most likely die for their sin. And we will be held accountable for that. But if we go and we tell them, And they still reject Christ. At least we were obedient. And what I take from this portion of Scripture for us today is that we as a people have often feared Those around us feared our neighbors so much that we have avoided being obedient to God. And the truth is, the command is that we must fear God, not the people we are called to reach. Let me say that again. We need to fear God, not the people. We are called to reach. So often we have, we have gotten this reversed. We have gotten this mixed up. And we have been so afraid of the people around us. So afraid of our family. So afraid of what the consequences will be to share Jesus with them. That we have, we have ignored God and ignored His commands. But God very clearly says, listen, yes, the people around you are hostile, but my authority is on you and my power is on you and you are going to do incredible things and you at the end of the day are accountable to me, not to them. You need to fear me, not the people that I'm calling you to, because they're accountable to me too. He says to Ezekiel, you need to eat My Word. You need to speak My Word. You need to warn them. You need to disciple them. And whether they choose to obey or disobey, that's up to them. But your job is to present it. Your job is to plant seeds. Your job is to make sure that Christ is there and obvious and available to them if they choose it. But if you don't, They will most likely die for their sin, and you will be held accountable. They may reject the message. They may attack us. They may treat us badly. They may humiliate us. They may get loud and rude. They may take our jobs. But they might also change. They might also change. And if we are obedient to God and we fear Him more than we fear people, then at the end of our lives, God will look at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. I have life for you. We need to do what God has called us to. We need to share His Word. We need to share Christ. And I don't mean that we should all get up on soap boxes out in the street and just shout and scream at people and say, you know what? You are all going to hell without Jesus. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, that may be a way to interpret this as I'm going to save myself by just... Just spewing the words out on everyone and then at least I'm covered. No, that's not what I'm but that's not what I'm talking about. I don't think that's what this means. We need to present Christ in our lives. We need to we need to start We need to start presenting Jesus and talking about Jesus like we're not embarrassed about him. We go and we have conversations with our friends and with our families, with our coworkers, with strangers about a TV show or a band or about a book you're reading or some food that you're eating or something political. Like you're able to have those conversations, especially when you're a huge fan, right? Some of you are here and you can talk about the Backstreet Boys to anybody. Some of you are here, and you guys, it doesn't matter who they are, you will talk about Taylor Swift until you are blue in the face. Some of you, it's about the car that you're driving, it's your truck, and you guys can tell everybody about trucks. Some of you are absolutely obsessed with leather work, and you will tell everybody about <laughs> the things that you're making out of leather. Whether they want to know or not, whether they're a vegan or not. You guys know what I'm saying. Like, when you're a fan of something, when you really enjoy something, you have your work in it, you 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 garden, you plant flowers, you're painting, you're building, whatever, you talk about those things, don't you? And it doesn't matter if people are really interested or not, you talk to them. And some people are like, I wish they would shut up. <laughs> but you just keep going. But then when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to our faith. It's like, ah, uh, it's there, but I'm kind of embarrassed that it's there. I like that band, but I don't want to admit that I like that band. I like Jesus, but I don't really want to admit that I like him. And if we even just start talking about Jesus and talking about God and talking about our faith and talking about the Bible and talking about our our journey and our walk with Him, like we talk about everything else in our lives. Like we talk about our kids and our grandkids. And we allow His Word to be inside of us and just come out naturally. Naturally. there will be so many seeds planted. And that isn't just a good idea. I believe that is a command. That is a command. Like, do not murder. Do not steal. Do not commit adultery. Go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Imagine imagine you're on the road and there's one person who is obeying the traffic laws and one person who's speeding. And they get to an intersection... And the person that's speeding just blasts through the intersection, runs into the person that was following the laws, and there's this terrible accident and crash. Now imagine that there are street lights at that intersection. If those street lights aren't working and that accident happens, who's to blame? Well, obviously the driver that was speeding, but whoever disarmed the traffic lights or didn't make sure the traffic lights were working will probably be held accountable too. Now if the traffic lights are working and the accident still happens, yes, the person that was speeding is still accountable for their actions. But we know that the signs were clearly presented to them in the hopes that they would heed the warnings, and change. We're kind of like those traffic lights. We're kind of like those traffic lights. If we're scared of how people are going to react because we are flashing lights, and people die, and people stay trapped, and families crumble, And fall apart, and people go to hell because we were too scared to admit that we love and follow Jesus, and He is our life. We're going to be held accountable, too. I know this is heavy. I know this is heavy. And, and my objective here is not to make you feel guilty. Okay? I don't want you to go home and feel, oh, I'm such a terrible person. No. My objective here is that you will go home with a renewed passion to obey God no matter what. That you will go home And you will talk about Christ and you will share your faith because you fear God and not the people that you're trying to reach. So how do we do that? What are we supposed to do? Number one, he says to Ezekiel, eat my word. You need to be in the Word of God. You have access to it. Use it. Even if it's just a little bit every day, get in the habit of reading the Word. You have, if you have a phone or a tablet or computer and you can get the Bible app or any number of different Bible um, programs, you get the Bible app on your phone, you download the Bible so that you can read it even when you don't have internet, it will read it to you. You can be doing the dishes. You can be working on your car. You can be cutting down a tree. You can be chasing cats away. Whatever. You can, and you can have headphones on or your speakerphone, whatever, and it can be reading you the Word of God. You need to consume His Word. One of the Psalms says, I have hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. It is the thing that guides me. We need to consume the Word of God. And then, and then, we need to expect God to speak to us through His Word. We need to expect that God is going to speak to us in our day-to-day lives. We need to be listening for the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And then, after we have heard Him speak and we have dug and consumed His Word, Share it. It doesn't need to be phony. It doesn't need to be rehearsed. It doesn't need to be weird. It just needs to be you talking about Jesus and you talking about how He is speaking to you and what He is doing in your life and the truth that He has declared like everything else in your life that you care about. And finally, finally, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of your friends and your family, of strangers and politicians, of teachers, of mechanics, of, of people at the store, of, of your boss, of your employees. Do not be afraid. Fear God. Not the people you're trying to reach. You are called to reach. Because the people you are trying to reach really cannot do anything to harm you. We are accountable to God. And not them. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.